Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Saturday session cricket update. Thanks to Razine for expert paint and colour advice. No lack of uh, cricketing topics to discuss. Welcome in to the Saturday Session Cricket Update. Thanks to Razine. Swinging both ways is affectionately uh, called, isn't it, uh, Grant Elliott? There's lots of topics to discuss. We've already touched on uh, the Ashes in our talkback hour. That's a hotbed topic of uh, the besto stumping. Um, but I don't want to start with the Ashes. I want to start about quali- with qualification for the uh, the ICC Cricket World Cup, the, the 50-over tournament being hosted in uh, India, the men's tournament I'm uh, talking about here. Uh, two-time winners, the West Indies, will not be at a Cricket World Cup. A real sign of the times, isn't it, Grant? You feel that that would be the highlight at the moment. I'd say it is for West Indies. You know, you look at their team, and I don't, I don't know if anyone was watching, but... One of our, uh, our local Wellingtonians was involved in a, a dramatic finish to the game. It was a super over, West Indies versus the Netherlands. And that was probably a, a small little turning point, I guess, in, in this tournament for them. Because Jason Holder subsequently went home to prepare for one day because they knew that they couldn't qualify. But um, Logan Van Beek was the batter involved. And he hit 31 off the super over. He hit Jason Holder for 31. and um, Incredible then he, performance. Then he ended up bowling the Super Over and got two wickets, and they're not West Indies out. But it's just the, the West Indies, it probably shows, and Darren Sammy said, you know, as coach, he's like, it's an indication of where we are we're at at the moment in the world of cricket. They're never coming back, are they? Well, and that breaks my, you know, 10-year-old self's heart. Mm-hmm. But what I will say is I think that what West Indies is showing is the future of the cricketing landscape where all their top players have gone and played uh, Oh, there's a lot of T20. good... Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of very good West Indian cricketers who, who, who will make, you know, have, have successful careers. But that team itself, they only won one of five games, Grant, in the Super Six. They didn't just miss out. They, they, they got nowhere. So Sri Lanka and the Netherlands will go to the World Cup joining marquee sides. Um, Scotland, Zimbabwe, the West Indies and Omar made the fight, uh, the Super Six. Uh, Scotland, Zimbabwe, West Indies, Omar miss out. So West Indies won one game. Well, they lost. Sri Lanka won all five. <clears throat> they lost to Scotland, so obviously they carry points through from the teams that they've played. They lost to Scotland, and then obviously lost to um, the Netherlands. Um, they beat Oman, so that they won by seven wickets there. Um, and then they lost to Sri Lanka. As well, Sri Lanka beat them by eight wickets in Super Six, so they deserve to not be there. But I think it's a surprise inclusion. You wouldn't have said the Netherlands would have, would have got up. So <clears throat> exciting for the Netherlands, and it has been a very exciting qualifiers. If anyone has been watching it, uh, extremely exciting in Zimbabwe. Uh, Mitch McLennigan was there; he was covering it, uh, the broadcast. So yeah, the, those two teams will be playing in the final. I think they play in the final in the next day or so. Um, at 7pm on Sky Sport 3 so 
that will be an exciting game, but nothing really to play for, I guess, in terms of, it'll just be whoever finishes top will go to a certain table or um, uh, division in the World Cup and, and uh, they'll see which one they'll be in. And the World Cup's obviously in India. So India, everything to play for there, different conditions, spin-friendly conditions, and uh, New Zealand, I think that we're pretty much sorted for our team there. Got our squad, but we obviously were without Kane Williamson. Uh, and the White Ferns have, uh, of course, been uh, taking on Sri Lanka, starting off in a, with a one-day series now, isn't it? And last Saturday, we were just reflecting on game number two, how they bounced back after a disappointing mm. first result. Uh, they bounced back to win uh, game number two by 116 runs. There were hundreds, of course, uh, to uh, Milikur and I think... Uh, Sophie Devine batting at three and four respectively. And you thought, right, they're, they're, they're fine. They're going to be fine. Uh, roll around game number three. The White Ferns in a heavily impacted game by rain. Uh, only managed 127 for two off 31 overs. Uh, Duckworth Lewis set um, Sri Lanka uh, a huge total of 196, I think it was. And uh, the star of game number one, um, Jamari Athapattu, then scored 140 off 80 balls. Yeah. 13 fours and nine sixes. What an incredible week she's had. Yeah, I mean, to get 140 out of 196. But also, I thought that that was over. In, like, I looked at the score and I thought, okay, well, it's obviously rain affected because it was on late at night. But um, to, to be able to duck with Clueless to make it 196, I was like, how did they get that score? But then again, if you... You're 127 for two after 31 overs, which is where New Zealand were at. And they had Bates in at 63, not out, and Devine in on 38. You think, okay, well, yeah, maybe that they would have actually, you know, taken the sword to Sri Lanka, and they hadn't quite put the foot down yet. So Sri Lanka to get up, I mean, that's a huge upset. They've got the T20s coming up now, but it's quite a big upset for New Zealand. I think they'll be, if they're honest with themselves, they'll be quite disappointed with that, uh, that loss of the series. And that uh, series starts this weekend now, doesn't it? But, uh, you know, interesting times for sure. So, at, at times you just got to, um, you know, accept someone played a bit of a blinder. But um, you know, more worrying signs uh, for the White Ferns, has to be said. Starts this afternoon, 4.30pm, Sri Lanka versus New Zealand, the White Ferns. And um, I found it on YouTube, actually. Yeah, it's being live streamed. So if you go to the yeah. New Zealand Cricket website, there's actually a link to the live stream. So you can, uh, you can stream it that way. All right, there's some of the other uh, international news uh, making headlines. But at the top of the table, and rightly so, because, uh, A, the history of it, the two teams involved, and the quality of cricket they have displayed, the Ashes uh, certainly is the main course. But it's a big meal, though, Grant. It, it's quite a big plate. It is. It's huge. I think the first thing I want to start off with, I don't want to start off with the controversial side of things. I want to start off with the strategy. So the strategy of things... England started playing on low, flat wickets that were probably conducive to spin. We saw Lyon get eight wickets. Then we saw Lyon get injured. And they played, the first two games were quite similar kind of wickets. We saw James Anderson lose his spot. He said he's never had a dry spell like that, you know, in his 160-game uh, career. Um, and now we see a change attacked. We see... A pitch that's quite bouncy. It's got a lot of pace. They bring Mark Wood back into the team. Everyone goes, why was he playing in the first game? Well, he was injured. He was injured. So he couldn't play in the first game. He was only available for the third test. And miraculously, when he's available, the, the pitch is what, a bit faster. A little bit quicker, but... She was bowling with gas. Wasn't that amazing to see? I, I, God, I wish I could bowl fast, Grant. Yeah. For all the money in the world. 
when you, I'd love to be able to bowl fast. I, I told you um, on the phone this week, I said, you know, I stayed up for the Ashes just to watch Mark Wood. So when Ben Stokes won the toss, had a bowl, obviously on a green one, um, I thought I've got to watch this because I want to see Mark Wood running in because he is by far the quickest bowler I've seen going around the circuit at the moment. He bowled one at 96.5 miles an hour. I don't know how fast that is. Um, I'll try and convert it while I, I talk, but um, what is that? I think that I think it's over 150. Um, but whatever it is, it's absolutely rapid. And his first delivery, he bowled 146 k's an hour, and it had the perfect seam of the red duke. Seam was upright, and it swung away. And I was like, oh, he's in business here. It's 155 k's an hour. Thank you, Daniel, for that conversion. Uh, no, thank you very much. And his next ball was uh, is his accuracy. So he's extended his run up, and he's got accuracy, but he's got just raw pace. So we saw the introduction of Mark Wood. Mo and Ali's come back because they've reattached his finger onto his hand after the first test when we saw uh, he hadn't bowled anything more than four overs with a kookaburra in T20 cricket. So the Duke ball was quite harsh on, on, on him being recalled. So now... They call in Wokes and Wood, and I'm still, I think to myself, and Mo and Ali, it's the best balanced team, but it's probably a better team on a flatter wicket to take on the Aussies because I feel that Cummins has finally got into his rhythm now. And we saw, if you, if you watch the highlights of cricket, uh, the, the Ashes test and how the English got out, the Aussies just go to bounces now. They just go, right, okay, they've got enough runs on the board, let's go short, and eventually we'll get someone out. Mo and Ali, or he, you know, hit out, and their modus operandi is to just play every delivery, like Duckett. Duckett, I think uh, the stat was he had left four balls out of 605 or something in his test in 2023. So they're going to play at it, and that's what the Aussies are playing to now, is that they'll just go short, wait for them to almost hole out and um, Harry Brooks sort of did that in a in a very um, unfashionable way in the last test so I think the Aussies are on top England are fighting back it's great to see Broad dismiss Warner because I love a matchup and Warner was just laughing not, on his way out but that was a laugh of anger it's not really, it's not really a matchup at the moment is it well no it isn't it isn't shooting fish in a barrel for, for Stuart Broad yeah it's quite extraordinary and, and you, you know, think he wakes up in the middle of the night. Stuart, still leave me alone. Those cricketing yeah. nightmares, sporting nightmares. No, but what he would have done, Daniel, is he would have prepared for this test series. He would have been preparing for this test series, and he would have said, right, how can I eliminate the ways that I got out to Stuart Broad? You know, he's starting to walk towards the off stump now, and he, yeah, both ways he got out. He's tried. Test. He's tried things. Yeah, but both ways were exactly the same. So it's back to the drawing board, and you start – Doubting yourself, when, when you've got a matchup like that, you really do start doubting yourself. But you can't take things away from Stokes, the way he's leading this team. Uh, he's playing an aggressive brand. And I think the only way you can beat Australia is with that aggressive brand. If you try and sit there and play proper cricket, but I'll come back to what we said last week, and that is it's calculated aggression. Aggression at the right time. If Cummins isn't the man to take on, then who is? Because Stark also, he's been getting wickets through just being aggressive and making sure that the English play. Maybe see them off. Let them bowl a couple of overs. 
get them tired, get some overs in their legs before you take them on the third session maybe. Um, but I do see Australia dominating England here, but it's definitely it's captivating the nation and it's getting people to the ground, which is, is awesome. Um, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but England haven't lost an Ashes series since 2001 in England. Um, so this team... Can you herald them as one of the great England teams at the moment? There's a lot of people that are no, very, very, um, I'm not angry, but uh, disillusioned with the way that they're playing. They're is calling that, it reckless. That, is that fair, considering the success they had prior to the Ashes? If people got short memories of, of how bad they were before they embraced this new, yeah, but this did, new way? Had they faced anyone bowling over 140 k's an hour? High speed and well, yes, the but accuracy that the not the Australians ability to do it all day like Australia. No, yeah, you let them in, you give them a slight, you leave that door slightly ajar, and then suddenly they're in. Like, look at Mitchell Marsh's hundred. I don't know if you what watch it, that. That was amazing. Well, the guy has had his critics. That's what that's one of the best knocks. Did you hear what he said? I've seen it in a while. After the knock, they're like, "Oh, what do you think about you know the next test? You scored a hundred. He said, "No, I'm happy to go on my European holiday and get Cam Green back in the team." So. I mean, to have someone that comes in, but I must admit, he played an aggressive game. I think it was his, se- ball stuff. his second ball. It was back of a length, and he tried to plow, I think it was Stokes out of the ground. Um, or, 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 sorry, Wokes out of the ground. So he just went out there and went, well, I'm not going to get much of an opportunity. I might as well take it with both hands and be aggressive. Play a bit of Mitch ball. Are they being reckless, England, or just doing what's best for them? What do you think? I, I think that I love the way that they're being aggressive, but I do think that it needs to be choosing your moment because there's been moments in the, the test where they go, oh, you know, if we had got through that moment, in the last test they, they lost wickets in, in pockets, wickets in succession. And if you want to be able to put sustained pressure on teams, you can't lose wickets in succession. You need to create partnerships, draw the game out a little bit longer. And I think there's times where the Australians have gone, and it's mainly been the short ball stuff, where they've gone, right, we're just going to go short, bring on Stark, bring on Cummins, just bowl shorts, put the men out, and just wait for them to hit it into the hands of the fielders, which they've done. So I think in those periods, well, what if they do just sway away from it for a while instead of you know taking the game to the Australians all the time? Because there's times in cricket where you have to say to the opposition, you have to think, they're on top of us here. I've got to respect the opposition and actually just give them this moment. I can still be positive in different ways. That might just be positive defense and looking for singles and rotating the strike, but not looking to just launch the ball out of the uh, out of the ground. So I think they'll look back at it and, and say, I think the bowling attacks now with Wood and I like Wokes as a player and Mo. Mo it's a different looking Australia, uh, English attack with Wood. Just you bring Wood in at such a point oh. of difference, and I'm sorry to labour the point, but what we have said over the last couple of weeks with the attack we saw in game number one and two, um, where questions over consistently being able to take twenty wickets because they had to win tests, and after the second one they had to win three. Yeah, and they just they just look a different an animal with the ball in hand. They do, but when England do well. On a pitch like this, then I think, well, Australia are going to do better. So that's that's the thing. That's the uphill battle I think England have got. I, and you mentioned it earlier. You said Australia are a better team, and I think they are. Oh, that's uh, 
how it's played out. Australia winning a really gripping first test by two wickets, 43 runs, and that uh, you know drama-filled, controversial, uh, controversial second test match, winning that by 43 runs. We've touched on it briefly, uh, the run out, but what about Ben Stokes? 155, 9-4s, 9-6s. What is it with his ability to stand up on the big occasion? It seems like when he's got his back like really against the wall, he seems to step up. Um, he's got ice running through his veins. But it's also those moments, I guess, where as a batter, sometimes you think, well, it can't get any worse. Let me just have a dip. And he does. He just, you know, he's attacking and he's hitting the ball out of the stadium and he just keeps going and he's in that, that mood. But to have conviction to play a brand of cricket like that when you've got the back, your back against the wall, I think is so impressive. And what makes it even more impressive is the concentration and focused reserves that you have as captain because you're making decisions all the time. And I always think that you've got a reserve of decision making and focus during the day. When you're captain, because you're making decisions all the day, all the all the time, that reserve just gets depleted. Which is why someone like Fleming, I think, you know, he he didn't score as many hundreds because he was he had to concentrate the whole time. Your concentration, you've only got so much in reserve. So for him to do what he does as captain is, is extremely impressive. And he's then, done it in for all forms and all stages, the mm-hmm. biggest stages of them all. And he's given up one day cricket, and it's, it's incredible his ability to perform. Yeah, and pressure. Mm. Uh, I, if you were to you know, sketch a list of top five athletes going around in a time of crisis, uh, he he gets on my list very early. Donny, him. Yeah, he, he, incredible. I, I think Hayden writes a nice point on double eight, double three hour temper beer post text machine. Gents, I don't think the criticism of England playing baseball is fair. I think man for man, Australia are a far better team. I believe being aggressive has kept them competitive. Playing more conservatively, in my opinion, the Australians will smoke them. Appreciate your thoughts, uh, Hayden. Lastly. Final word on the stumping. We had plenty of uh, reaction in our talkback hour. How long do I have? Well, you've got about four minutes. Is that <clears> okay. Well, what I will say is that Simon Tolfall, he went on a, an umpiring rant. And when you spoke about your rub the wrong way, you were bang on. It's the laws of the game. Best I was out. Best I was out. And uh, you can't deny that he left his crease and he shouldn't have. What I will say, though, and that's what Simon Torfall was saying. He was going through the rules of the game. and He said it was out and Starks catch and he was talking about hypocrisy. He made, he made seven points. His first one was, have you seen any umpire telling a fielding side that the keeper standing back is not allowed to attempt a stumping? Of course not. That's in the rules of the game. Was there a complaint from anyone when Bairstow tried to stump Minus exactly the same way in the first innings? No, but that was different because Minus was standing out of his crease. And also, this was the last standing ball out of, of his crease before the ball before the ball of ball. Yeah, yeah. And and also, this was the last ball of the over. He says, "What has Johnny Besto said about his dismissal? He's been very quiet. Why? Well, because he knows he was out. My experience is, is when people don't like a dismissal under the laws of cricket, they cite spirit of Oof. cricket to support their view. Which part of the codified preamble, the spirit of cricket, was breached by the fielding side? And he goes on." That's a fair point. But what I would say is that, one, he's Australian, Simon so Toffel. <laughs> okay. And two, he hasn't said anything about the umpires. And umpires always look after umpires. Now, I've said it before in the show, the umpire at the non-striker's end went to grab his hat 
that signals end of the over to me. It's almost, he has to say over. Were they saying over audibly after every over? Well, Grant, no, they weren't. Being such a disciple of the spirit of cricket, which you've referred, obviously uh, painted yourself as, you would know that respect is central to the, sp- uh, the spirit of cricket. Respect your captain, teammates, opponents, and the authority of the umpires. Play hard and play fair, and accept the umpire's decision. He did that. Oh, I don't. He walked think, off I, the I field. I don't think the English have accepted the decision at all. No, they've so accepted... So they're against the spirit of the cricket preamble themselves. Well, they've accepted the decision, but they haven't nonsense. accepted Go the spirit it. of cricket. Go read it. <laughs> Go read the preamble. I've read it lots over the years. I've been in that situation before, and every single time I would have called Besto back because it's the last ball of the over. But you're a lovely guy, though. And I say that with all sincerity. I was in a... I, and I don't pay you compliments nearly enough. No, you don't. I was in a spirit of cricket... <laughs> I was in a spirit of cricket decision that I had to make as captain against Surrey. Um, Aaron Finch was batting. I think I mentioned it on the show before. He was batting and absolutely pumping it. He got 140 uh, the game before, but pulled his calf muscle. But miraculously, he ended up playing against us. Now, you, this was at the time where you were not allowed a runner. So first ball of the game. He goes back, turns it to fine leg, runs through. Oh, my leg's gone. So we're like, oh, is it that's the same injury? Even if it isn't, as a player, you're going to know it's a different injury. Of course it was a different injury. He comes up to me. Now it's him and Jason Roy opening the batting. Crucial game. He goes, can I have a runner? Now the rules of the game said no. But the spirit of cricket was like I could allow him to have a runner. I probably, if I was win at all costs, I would have said, nah, carry on, mate, without a runner. Gave him a runner. They ended up getting 110 off seven overs. He was just standing there and absolutely smashing it to all corners. You ever trust an Australian cricketer? You offer them an olive branch, he'll hit you to all parts of the ground, mate. But I think I upheld the spirit of cricket then. Good for you. Proud of you. Yeah. Did you we, win? We won that game. You did? We won that game, yeah. Cricket, you know, God was a cricket fan that day. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant stuff. Thank you so much, Grant. Always appreciate your insights into the game. You know ever so well. The Saturday Sessions Cricket Update. Or swinging both ways, if you will. Thanks to Rosine. Time to paint. Get a quality finish with Rosine Paints. Decorating Kiwi Homes since 1946.